Less than a year out from the start of the 2020 population count, the director of the Census Bureau, Stephen Dillingham, tells members of Congress his agency has the resources it needs to get the job done. But President Trump's fiscal 2020 budget request falls short of what the Commerce Department had previously told Congress that count needs. This comes as Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross declined to testify before a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee this week. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. You can tell it's budget season when cabinet secretaries, one after another, march up to Capitol Hill. But one notable absence has been Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, who turned down two invitations from Congress to defend President Donald Trump's fiscal 2020 budget for the agency. Ross was a no-show for Tuesday's hearing with the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Commerce, Justice, Science, and Related Agencies. Instead, the heads of nine component agencies testified before lawmakers. And in a letter to House Appropriations Committee members, Ross turned down a second invitation to appear. In the letter, he said his appearance would be a distraction. But Ross's absence struck a nerve with Senator Gene Shaheen, the subcommittee's ranking member. I am extremely disappointed that the Secretary of Commerce decided not to join us today. As part of the confirmation process, Secretary Ross agreed, and I quote, to appear and testify before any duly constituted committee of the Congress on such occasions as you may be reasonably requested. But even after the committee coordinated with his office on his schedule, even after the chairman contacted his office, he has declined to appear to defend his department's $12.2 billion budget request Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Moran said the FY2020 budget request doesn't include funding that Ross previously told lawmakers was critical for the 2020 census. The Secretary spoke directly with members and our staff about the need for the funding based upon his estimate, yet the budget this year falls short of what Secretary Ross told us would be needed. Census Bureau Director Stephen Dillingham said Congress has funded the Bureau consistent with a previous $14.1 billion life cycle cost. But the most recent 2020 census cost estimate Ross provided was $15.6 billion. That includes contingency funding for unknowns that Dillingham said the agency has not yet experienced. We have not encountered any contingencies that cause us any concerns that we cannot deliver a complete census based on the president's budget. When you have a cost estimate, what's important over time is that if you don't encounter those obstacles or unknowns, then in fact the confidence level rises. And that's the case here. The confidence level has risen that we are on budget, we are meeting all the thresholds and the milestones that we've established in executing the plan. President Donald Trump's FY 2020 budget request sets aside $12.2 billion for the Commerce Department, and it provides a $6.1 billion budget for the Census Bureau. That's an increase of more than $2.3 billion from fiscal 2019 enacted levels. But the Census Project, a coalition of national, state, and local organizations focused on an accurate population count, called the president's budget a shockingly low amount for the Bureau. Shaheen said the fiscal 2020 budget request falls more than $900 million short of what Ross previously recommended for the 2020 count. That sum includes funding for increased field staff, higher pay for temporary census employees, and contingencies in the event of natural disasters. Dillingham said the president's budget request still includes a $1.2 billion contingency fund. That money can still be applied to new priorities and can be used for unforeseen circumstances. Dillingham said the bureau doesn't anticipate the president's budget request falling short of what the decennial team will need, but he said the bureau will notify lawmakers in the event of an emergency. We don't have a plan for it not being sufficient. However, we are all cognizant that if something really unknown occurs, something major, it could be a natural disaster, it could be some type of potential 
intrusion, cybersecurity issue that no one could have foreseen or prevented. If something of that nature was to occur, I'm confident that the administration, and certainly the Census Bureau, would come forward and ask the Congress for additional funding. I will say that if something like that occurs, you will know at the same time we know it, if not earlier. The budget hearing came after the decennial census team officially wrapped up the 2018 end-to-end field test. The last step came Friday when the team delivered the field test redistricting data file to all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico. Al Fontenot is the Associate Director for Decennial Programs at the Census Bureau. He spoke at a press conference Monday where he said that the new tech in the 2018 field test was good to go. The big takeaway from the 2018 census test is that all of our systems deployed and integrated effectively. In our test, real people were able to effectively use the technology in real-world conditions. Respondents were able to effectively navigate and use our Internet self-response application, and our census questionnaire assistance staff was able to efficiently respond to telephone requests for help filling out census online or on paper, handle calls in languages other than English, and record census data from respondents who wanted to provide their census information over the telephone. Starting mid-March of next year, households across the country will receive invitations in the mail to respond to the 2020 census online. People living in areas with low internet connectivity or those deemed less likely to use the internet will receive a paper questionnaire in their first mailing from the Bureau. But before that time comes, Fontenot said the agency will ensure its systems will be able to handle a nationwide volume of web traffic. We currently are working to ensure that all our systems can scale up and perform effectively to handle the load of work that we expect for the 2020 census. We're also working with government and private sector cybersecurity experts to ensure we're building in the most state-of-the-art protections against cyber hacking, cyber intrusion, and other cyber crimes to ensure that all the data we collect remains secure. But steps are already underway to test the resiliency of the 2020 census website. Michael Thiem is the assistant director for decennial census programs, systems, and contracts. At a census scientific advisory committee meeting last week, he said he expects up to 120,000 concurrent users will respond to the census online at any time. Theme said the Bureau has built its IT architecture to handle up to 600,000 users, even though it remains unclear if the site will ever encounter that kind of traffic. We think the most we're ever going to get is 600,000 people hitting that instrument at the same time. Still, we're not sure if that's true. It's kind of like the Brooklyn Bridge approach. You build it five times stronger than you need it to be, and it'll last 100, 200 years. The Bureau has already completed phase one of its scalability and performance testing. Thiem described that as a paper exercise where IT architects and engineers lay the groundwork to increase IT capacity. Work remains in progress for phase two, which consists of a unit test aimed at figuring out how many people can use the self-response website using one cluster of servers. Progress is also underway on phase three, which tests operations from end to end. Theme said that very little has been completed in phase four, where the team tries to break its systems with a maximum workload. And as the Bureau finalizes its performance and scalability testing, Theme said that the Bureau will also test its cloud deployment architecture. If we find out that something we built doesn't scale to the way we wanted it to scale, we might have to change how our cloud structure is set up. We might have to add more. We have to essentially employ our scalability techniques in the cloud, and that's what, one of the big reasons why cloud is so attractive for something like the census. Jory Heckman, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. 
Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.